The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. By tomorrow, I will rule the world! Hey! <laughs> He's gone? He's not gone. That's the whole point. He's never gone. You see? Daddy, I must have been something. Quite so easy to see And I must have missed something When you were just talking to me Alrighty We'll have to get the video back for the next debate Hi, I'm Tom Duggan here at the Paying Attention Podcast Hi, it's Top Two Guys Smoke Shop Here in Salem, New Hampshire at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe and we are uh, very delighted tonight to be able to bring you guys a, uh, a debate between the city council candidates for the Central District City Council uh, in Methuen. Uh, we did ask Jim McCarty to be here uh, because of where we are. He's not physically capable of being here. We also uh, offered him the opportunity to uh, debate via Skype. Uh, you did not want to take that opportunity. Uh, so uh, he is in the race, but these are your three that showed up. These are the three that are debating today. We have from uh, from your right to left, right? From your right to stage left. Uh, stage right is uh, Joyce Campagnon. She's a city councilor, and she's been a uh, elected official for, what is it, like 113 years now? Is it, Joyce? I'm just kidding. 114. <laughs> I'm saying. I'm, I say it out of love. Uh, to, 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 uh, the, in the middle is Joe Ferretra, a first-time candidate for office, and sitting to my left, or to to your right is uh, DJ Deeb, was a member of the Methuen City Council. He also served on the Drake School Committee and the Greater Lawrence uh, Technical School Committee. Greater Lowell. Uh, I'm sorry, Greater Lowell Technical School Committee. He, they're all running for the District C City Council uh, race. The uh, the uh, each City Council district elects two candidates. So two of the four people on the ballot will win. Uh, I want to thank our sponsors. Boy, I'll tell you, I love our sponsors. Um, they are great. And if it wasn't for them, because we have to buy the time and we have to pay for Ed, who's like a, like a million dollars an hour for Ed, who's a <laughs> fine, fine producer. Uh, Butta Bing's on Hampshire Street. Uh, I was having lunch with Joel, I think, last week, and he said, you've got absolutely – I was going to order something. I love when people do this. I was going to order something, and he said, no, 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 no. You've got to try the barbecue chicken steak sandwich. It is unbelievable. So I did, and he was right. It was unbelievable, and I'm probably going to grab one on my way home uh, at Butter yeah. Bing's on Hampshire Street. This body knows it's food. Trust me. Oh, I'm not going to lead you wrong. I'm always going to take your recommendation after that one. Uh, Climate Designs Systems, if you have any, uh, any needs for plumbing, heating, HVAC, Climate Design Systems, they're not just going to be sponsoring this debate. They're sponsoring all of the debates. They love what we're doing here, and we are happy to have them on board. Dawn's Sign Tech in North Andover. If you have a business and you need a sign for your business, she is an expert. She's been doing it for decades. And uh, if you drive up and down Main Street in North Andover and you look at all of those new businesses, every single one of those signs were done by Dawn Sign Tech. You'll be pretty impressed when you drive down uh, Main Street, North Andover. And Marku Towing. So if your car breaks down, call Marku Towing. If you've got a truck, an SUV, call Marku Towing. They will take care of you. We're so glad to have them on board. Um, I could spend like five more minutes doing an introduction, but I noticed when we watched the podcast afterwards, uh, we were losing people because the introduction was too long. So I'm going to give each candidate an opportunity to um, introduce themselves, and then we'll get right into the meat of stuff. And why don't we start with, uh, we'll, we'll start in the middle, and then we'll go that way. Uh, thank you, Tom. Thank you to our sponsors and the people that are here today. My name is Joel Ferretra, and I'm running for Central District City Council. My first time being involved in city politics. Like a lot of people in Methuen, we've been watching city council meetings, school committee meetings over the last few years and just being frustrated by the process. I decided to run, hopefully be able to bring a sense of, you know, common sense back to, back to the city council, being able to work with everybody, not just the select few who are behind the scenes who feel like they should be able to call those shots. Um, a lot of the stuff you're going to hear tonight is going to, we're going to bring up the police contract. They're going to bring up the school committee and the issues there. There are many more issues than those, too. I think it's a citywide issue right now when it comes to our, our city budget. We have a spending problem, and I think we need to be able to go 
through every department and figure out those issues. And I'm hoping that I can earn your vote on November 5th. Joyce? Yes. My name is Joyce Campagnone, and I'm running for re-election for the Central District Council. I have served as a city councilor for several years, and I'm proud of my accomplishments. you got to pull your mic up there, Joyce. There you go. How's that? Very good. You uh, left it how proud you are of your accomplishments. I, I am very proud of my accomplishments uh, for the city of Methuen. I've always uh, listened to the people and try to deliver what they want and what they expect. I do not have any conflicts. I can vote on every issue that comes in front of uh, the city council, and I'm proud of the, my voting record. So with that, I'm asking for your vote, one of your votes on November 5th, I'm number two on the ballot. Don't listen to Mr. Duggan, because uh, he had me down for number one, and I thank him for that, too. So and, <laughs> number two on the ballot, and I would appreciate one of your, your two votes. And I pledge to you my honesty and respect for each and every one of you that live in our town. I represent you and you only. I have no uh, special interest groups. Thank you. Excellent. Uh, and DJ Deeb. Uh, thank you, Tom. First of all, thank you to, for uh, hosting this tonight, and thank you to all the sponsors for making it possible, and thank you to all of the listeners in the audience as well as the listeners at home on the, on the podcast. Uh, my name is DJ Deeb, and I'm a candidate for Central District City Council. I'm asking for one of your two votes on the general election or in the general election on Tuesday, November 5th. Uh, I have made it a central theme of my campaign that I have no conflicts, and by that I mean I have no relatives working for the city, and I can vote on all contracts. I will oppose sweetheart deal contracts like the ones given to the police superiors and the police chief. It is time for an independent outside audit of the police department budget and uh, police department spending to find out what's really happening there. Also, Methuen has a spending problem, not a revenue problem. Three years ago, I called for a hiring freeze in the city, and I repeat that call today. Unfortunately, 50 new positions have been added in the city in the last two years. It's time to halt these new positions. It's time to end wasteful spending and wasteful contracts. If elected, I will put the taxpayers first. Please visit djdeeb.com for more information. And please vote for DJ Deeb on Tuesday, November 5th. Thanks. All right. Thank you. I'm sorry. All right, thank you very much. I appreciate all three of you guys uh, doing that. Uh, the rules are, for those who are just tuning in, we have no rules. Um, it's not like MCTV where they say you can't attack each other. We want you to attack each other if you want. Uh, if you've got something to say or you have a question for one of your opponents, please do that. At some point, I, I will give you guys all an opportunity for that. Um, there's no time limit on any of these answers. Just please be respectful of the time because we only have an hour. Uh, if we have to go over a few minutes, that's fine, uh, because we have, enough we have enough advertisers and sponsors that we can cover the extra time if that happens. Um, uh, my first question, since we, we all know what the other questions are going to be, I want to start with something new. Uh, Steve Saber's brother is uh, looking to bring a marijuana facility to, to Methuen. There's been an awful lot of talk about bringing a marijuana growing facility to Methuen. It's a very, very controversial thing. When North Andover did it, and I went to town meeting, um, I, I had actually voted against making marijuana legal, but now that it's legal, um, it's kind of hard to say, you know, like alcohol is legal, and if you're against the alcohol being legal, it's kind of hard to say, yeah, but now that it's legal, I don't want a liquor store in my neighborhood. Um, so I'm going to ask each of you, and uh, you guys can talk to each other, you can agree and disagree with each other if you want, uh, what, it is, what you think about Methuen having a marijuana growing facility, uh, what you think that's going to do for the neighborhoods, good or bad, uh, and what you think it's going to do for the expenses of the city, good or bad. And whoever wants to go first, I'll throw that out for you. I'll, I'll be happy to start, Tom. I absolutely support that facility. I think it's a shame that the city council has put obstacles in place to prevent uh, marijuana uh, companies from coming into the city, which they've tried to do in the past. Uh, neighboring uh, cities, Haverhill and Lowell, are already generating tens of thousands, now hundreds of thousands of dollars in revenue for their respective cities by having these. The fact is, uh, the f marijuana is here to stay. As you pointed out, Tom, it's legal. Uh, it's not going anywhere. And we need to decide 
do we want to take any of the benefits from that? And I think the city can benefit from all of the businesses that it can get at this point. And uh, if, if they want to come in and they want to uh, put a marijuana uh, facility, uh, I'm all in favor. I think we'd be doing a major disservice by rejecting it, which is what the current city council has done. They've put obstacles in place. So I know the, I know the current city council is now working on it. They had the cannabis committee. And now we're, we're getting ready to go for a joint hearing. I, I agree with a, a grow facility at this point would be a first step. I think until there's more data, because Methuen did vote it down when it was on the state ballot a couple of years ago. And now, that, now we have that, obst that obstacle in place where we can't just, you know, we have to go to the city council and there has to be, you know, things done in order to start a retail or a medical, medical licenses. But... I think what people, I think a lot of people get it that just because you don't sell it in Methuen doesn't mean it's not in Methuen. You know, if you, I've been, you know, if you're out, you know, walking the neighborhoods like I've been doing or holding signs, that's all you smell. So if we feel by just saying we're not selling pot in Methuen and the problem goes away, it's not going away. So I think the first step would be is looking at a grow facility where now you don't have a storefront. It's, you know, it's grown, it's trucked out, and I think it needs to be zoned properly so that way it's not, you know, you're not having issues where it's near a residential neighborhood. It's far enough away where it doesn't impact that. But I think there's places in Methuen that would be able to house a gross facility without, you know, disrupting neighborhoods. Joyce? Yes. Uh, well, I think it's something that uh, we need to uh, ask the uh, citizens what they would want uh, it, I know a lot of people uh, use it as a, a medical issue, and as you know, they need it uh, a lot. And but you know, like to do uh, new uh, developments on that, we go to the people and ask them what they would like in the area and what they wouldn't like. I think we need to uh, get a specific place that is not impacting any one neighborhood but would be uh, accessible to um, everyone that's in need of it. Right, I think... I think it's, we need to have uh, pretty uh, set rules and regulations, and it's something that shouldn't happen just overnight, but it needs to be worked on together. I think what, what needs to happen is, I think everybody just sees, if you're against it, you're just flat out against right. it, and... I was at the city council meeting a couple of weeks ago when you guys had the discussion and then decided to move it to a, a joint public hearing. Everyone's just going to assume it's going in my neighborhood. They've, you know, right. walking neighborhoods. People will, there was a survey out. And how would you feel if it was on Lowell Street? You know what? That's my neighborhood. Yeah. If you want to put, you know, eventually we get to that point, you want to put one in that empty fish store that's been there for about four years and maybe bring some more revenue in, great. But right. w when we get to that point, we're still, we got to, you know, you got to crawl before you before, can walk, before right, you can run. Right. And right now people are just trying to jump out of the gate and figure this is yeah. where we're going to go. No, right. we need to have the joint hearing. We need to discuss it. We right. need to see what the plans are, where, you know, where the people are looking to put and these facilities. And we need facilities. input from the people, the Absolutely. And that's where yeah. those joint. I think just to add, right. we, we, have, we have zoning laws. We have commercial zoning. Right. We have residential zoning. And obviously it would go into a commercial zoning area, but uh, at the same time, we need we need to get away from the, uh, and I think you just said this, Joel, the not in my backyard mentality, because it's already in our backyard. Um, but as that's long right. as it's in an area that's commercially zoned, and we have plenty of areas in Methuen, industrial parks where it could go in as well, I mean, those are certainly issues that could be ironed out. I mean, that's why we have commercial versus residential zoning. But I, I think we need to we need to welcome uh, that business if, if we can bring it and in. And we need to welcome the people to come in on the conversation and voice their opinion, too. I mean, I, I think we're all Absolutely, the same and that's thing. why you... Yeah, exactly. Right. I think we're all in agreement that... Right. Whichever steps we go, whether right. it's whether it's recreational, medical, or just grow facility, that we need to make sure the process is pure, that it's that there's no issues. You know, I know you mentioned Steve's brother. Like we yeah. need to make sure that throughout this whole process, that it's on the up and up, because there's been so many other issues that come across that and all that of a sudden you find out down the road where something b happened behind closed doors and we don't know about it. Now all of a sudden right. it comes out after it's approved. I think by having the joint public hearings and making sure every step is as transparent as it can be, you know, will allow, we'll allow the citizens, whichever way it goes, to ha 
actually feel like their voices were heard and that the process worked for them. What do you guys but, think about... Oh, excuse me, yeah. It's just the liability also. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to see it uh, on the back of, of the community. I, you know, liability? Well, that was my next question. Yeah. Because if you have this kind of facility, you're going to need additional police protection. You're going to have... Right. You know, you, you, you're going to have... You know, you, there are going to be expenses to the town. Right, right. And so how would you guys... If, if that were to come in, you guys are going to have to work on some kind of a contract with whatever company comes in. How would you work that? So I know if you've been... I've if you've been to any of the other facilities, I've been to the one in Lowell. Well, they, you didn't bring me. Sorry. <laughs> See how you are? <laughs> so, you know, it, I think there's a lot of misconceptions when it comes to these facilities. You know, you stand outside, they check your ID, you get into a vestibule, you check your ID again, there's a third ID check, and there's also a private security firm on hand who's doing all of this. So I think that's obviously a discussion that happens once... Once everything's approved, then obviously it's going to, you know, there's all those processes where you're bringing Methuen police, and I'm sure, you you know, all the other public departments are going to have an input on what they right. feel they need to do. But that's where reaching out to these other communities that have been through the process and having them be part of it with us to say, all right, this is what worked when we did it. This is what didn't work. Instead of us just feel like as a town or a city, yeah, we know what's best, and this is how we're going to do it. So I think there needs to be that outreach from whether it's the mayor's department or the city council or whoever's, in, you know, board of health, whoever's involved in that, we need to make sure we're reaching out to these other towns and cities that have been through this process. We don't have to recreate the wheel. It, you know, makes, let, let what they've done learn from that, things that worked, things that didn't, and let's get it right. So I guess my once. final thought on this is each city and town got a chance to vote on it when Massachusetts decided to make marijuana illegal or put it on the ballot mm-hmm. to see if it would be illegal. And Methuen voted no. And so now it I was, hear... It was I, a close vote. Though. I, yeah. Well, but they still voted no. Right. And so I, st- I now have a lot of people saying to me uh, during political discussions, you know, at coffee shops and stuff, hey, listen, the people have voted. Why are these guys even having this conversation? We don't want this in Methuen. So the, I, think, well, I think what's tough with that is it was a state render- referendum. You know, so the city... Op- I mean, the state opened that can of worms by putting that verbiage in there saying, well... If, it's a state re- referendum. It's going to be legal statewide or not. Then, but we put that stipulation there. Well, if you vote no, then there's going to be these, these things you can do. I think, I think that's tough. I think it's either a state law or it's not a state law. You know, I know other, you know, there are towns that, go, that went, you know, when it comes to the liquor license, you mentioned that earlier. There are towns that are dry. But I think, it, you know, they're not, they're not going to sit, those towns that are dry aren't, going to say, well, alcohol never comes in into Wellesley because mm-hmm. we're a dry town. Right. You know, so they've made that choice. You know, they have the, they also have the ability to recoup those losses by, you know, their tax rates and, you know, the, the price of properties down in those towns. But I, if it's, if it's legal, it's legal. And I feel like that, you know, it's the state, it's the state law and we need to abide by the state law. I think if you start cherry picking which laws you want to go by and which you don't, I think that makes it very difficult. I think that's a very important point because the most dangerous drug out there, certainly alcohol, and it's everywhere, and it's completely legal. Um, I, I don't believe that the war on drugs has worked, and uh, I, I think that uh, you know the fact that this, the state voted for it, we're only hurting ourselves if we don't enter into 2019 and soon 2020 and say, hey, look, uh, here's an opportunity to generate some revenue here. We're, we're going to deal with, unfortunately, no matter what happens, we're going to deal with some of the negatives. We're going to deal with some of the problems. As Joel talked about earlier, walk down Lowell Street. Uh, I'm just down the street from him. You can smell it everywhere. People are going to do and it again, no matter you, what. And you don't call me. <laughs> like, I don't get this at all. You guys, you guys are supposed to be my friends. <laughs> Any other thoughts, Joyce? I can't no, stand I, it, to be honest I'm, with you. But, I mean, people are doing it they choose yeah. to do it. And some people need it for, like I said, medical reasons, mm. and so be it. Yeah. But um, I think there's, you know, we have to walk a crawl before we start to walk right. or run. So I think it's something that needs to be on the table, and the people need uh, to have their input in right. it. Right. So, and strict laws have to be enforced. Just like the alcohol in that, and uh, and just so that people at home understand, we're not talking about a store where people can go buy marijuana. We're talking about just a grow, simply a growing facility, like they wanted to do in North Andover. Um, my next question: a lot of a lot has been made about the police contract. You guys are free to work that into your answer if you want. Uh, I think it's kind of been talked to death, but I'm more than happy to have more discussion on it. Um, but let me ask you this: What would happen if? 
we were to find out maybe an hour after tonight's debate that there's another union in Methuen that did the exact same thing as the superior offices. When they put their contract through, it was really not zero, two, and two. They stacked in all of their benefits. How would you guys handle that? Because you, if you're going to be on the city council, this is something you're going to have to deal with. So I'm not going to be shocked. Like, I feel like the reason the police contract got so much play is because of the numbers that were associated with right. it. I, you know, I think we've even seen it. So even more recently, so we got into all these issues. We brought in, we had to bring in, you know, we borrow the $4 million, we bring in the CAFO. So we, you know, a position now that's making $170,000 a year. And then all of a sudden, in July and August, the reports still aren't coming out. You know, we had a meeting September 17th where there were promotions from the fire department, still no financial impact statements along with those promotions where, where the chief is on, on the stand doing math, trying to justify, you know, and I, I agreed with what Jess was saying on the floor at that night, you know, trying to make sure that this was, this was a net loss. It was, right. you know, the way she went about it and the verb, it just, that I may not have agreed with much, but that's the right idea. And you, right. everything that we've been through for the last two years comes back to the city council not having the information needed in front of them in order to make educated decisions. And as much as the spotlight's there now, I'm still not seeing as much of what I feel like the, the city council should have in front of them. I was, a little surprised, I was a little surprised by that because for the last six months, everybody's been talking about how we have to get financial impact statements and verify everything because we had a department head, the superintendent, stand in front of the city council and lie, just outright lie. And so now here we are months later and the fire chief got up and it's no, it's no, it's no knock at, at Timmy Sheehy. He's a good guy and he's probably telling the truth. But they set a policy that they have before they take a vote on an expenditure that they have a financial impact statement, and they didn't. And when, like you said, when Jess brought it up, they poo-pooed. I think if I honestly think if Jess just proposed saving babies from burning buildings, they'd all vote no, well, right? I, because of, because of who was saying it. But I'm I'm really surprised that this council made this policy because of what went on, and then the first chance they got, they threw it out the window. Well, just just to add to this, Tom, the the fact is what, what Joel said is right as well. Uh, you need to have the impact statement. Why the financial impact statements were not provided is, is an issue. And what, what bothers me is with these contracts is that the person responsible, the person who had an obligation, uh, was was never held to account by the city council. I mean, uh, the, the, the auditor was allowed to retire out into the wind, and there was no accountability. He wasn't forced to reveal the names of who he talked to. And for months, this thing dragged on. They kept asking, who did you tell? Who did you tell? Obviously, people were asleep at the switch here, and, and it wouldn't surprise me either if there were more contracts uh, like this. And this is what has to stop. And one of the things you asked, what would you do about it on the right. council? That's, I'll the, tell that's you, the main I'll, question. I'll tell you what I'll do about it. I will not vote for a budget that allows for these positions. The city council holds the purse strings. They control the budget. And I will not vote, I pledge right now, I will not vote for a budget that funds and, five captains yeah. regardless well, in the police department. Like, and I certainly I'll won't let you vote in for after a you budget know. with yeah. these types of right. contracts. But so I think, for, the, hold on, yep. for, those, for those who are listening on the audio, because people can download the audio on Podbean and Spreaker, I'll just say your name okay. as you're speaking so everybody, nobody gets confused right. as to who's speaking. So, Joel, Joel, Joel Fretcher. Fretcher. Real quick, Joyce, and then I'll, I'll let you speak. I'm sorry. But... I think as a city councilor, the citizens are putting their trust in you. And if, if every contract in front of me is supposed to have a financial impact statement and you're supposed to know it, and then when the vote comes and I don't have that, I can't vote. It's, it's simple. You need to have everything in front of you before you cast that vote. And if I do cast a vote and I don't have those facts, then I'm not doing my job. So I should be held accountable for that. But I think right now, especially with everything that's went on the last two plus years, that city council should not be holding a vote unless they have all the information in front of them that, and they, and they feel that the information is accurate. You know, when the, with the whole police thing, people said they read it and they weren't sure. And now they're like, th then you then don't vote. Yes. Right. Either vote, you know, vote present, vote no, but then don't vote. Yes. If you're unsure. Joyce, I'm going to give you as much time as you want, but you were no. on the city council what? when just made that proposal. And she said with Tim, Sheehy sitting here, look, we have a policy to not vote for anything unless we get a financial impact statement. We don't have one. I'm voting. You know, you supported it. And he said he would get it to us. So you take him at his word. And I see you shaking your head, DJ. But you know, let's face it, what happened on the school side, I didn't you, see you, you stand up. You were there, Joyce. No, we'll get honey, to that. We'll I get was to not that. there. 
when uh, Judy Scannell got she, let go. Oh, so so you so you knew about everything that was going on. She was honest with you about the budget. I didn't say that. We got rid of Judy within forty-eight hours Excuse when the open me. meeting law allowed you us to. You allowed you Tom Kelly to stay there, Wait, and the, there was no accountability. Vote. There was no accountability. You Where allowed did you him spend to stay the four there. million dollars that we had to go borrow? You you allowed? Huh? You so allowed what him happened? We borrowed four, and yeah. now right. Maybe yeah. we should, and then Jess was on the floor asking to borrow more, and you guys all told her oh, no. Right. Now what happens if Excuse what me. happens if this thing comes the to arbitration in December? The stability officer told us not to. So here, okay, so right. you're paying that man big bucks to tell us what we should do, and and putting us in the right direction, and we're going to throw his thoughts out the right. window. So the, now, but here's so we haven't banked money. So now you guys filed with the ethics. Uh, you, you guys filed your ethics report on September 17th. Phil, you know, your version of what you guys feel happened. Yeah. The superiors did that. So, you know, I think what people understand is your version and what was filed. None of that is proven fact. Those are, that's your, that's well, the, you know, that's the council's me, version. You can get the video of the meeting and watch it, and you can see step by step what happened at that meeting. Right, but just because. Any citizen right. is. Uh, is able to get that video and, and then, watch the meeting, you and you'll see it just right. for and then yourself when the, and in when, the honesty. And then when the ethics committee comes forward with yeah. their report, then I'll take that as as final exactly. word. But when 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 we had to borrow four, and I people, didn't see anyone of you at the podium either objecting to it when I, we were voting. I sent a letter to the entire city council. Were you council. there when the school I committee the, I was came out of before town, us? But I sent a letter okay, to so the now, DJ, please. And so, Joyce, we borrowed the board. Twice a month. It. I don't I, care what you can also produce. produce the inspector general's report saying you that say you anything? violated your own uh, rules in the city charter and approving the contracts that you did. It's on the Inspector I didn't approve General's the website. Contract. It, was, it was. I was not on the council. All right. So here's. Excuse me. So here's approved the other contract. So here's my question, and Joyce. Without the yeah, impact statement the in front of you, They're without the, the impact statement. There's a lot of front. love in this room. So Joyce, yeah. here, here's the question. Oh well. So now listen, you guys. You want to throw? Not you. Yeah. You want to throw stones? And we had to ask the citizens to that uh, tell the citizens we're going out for four, mil four million dollars because the school department overspent. No one bothered to check those uh, when you get your warrants at your meetings. And Joyce, you addressed why that happened at the last debate. Would you like what? to tell us where the where the money went? It went to. Mandates for special education. That was one of talked, them. Which Let's not blame the special about, ed kids for all that. Which you, it was misspending. We're not blaming them. We well, have we have a legal obligation, and, and they have you to take care. And Judy and you Scannell have budgeted was also, your money better. Judy Scannell was also on tape saying that they would have to come back for additional revenue if right. the population of right. the schools increased, which it did. So let's yeah. and, that's, and I voted against the budget at the time because I felt I it was I can't even say the names because they're yelling at each but other that's, so good. But that's exactly what happened. So, you know it. You, so, you, you so let's go back to... Let's go you back were to, on the school committee. Guys, hold on a second. No, I was not... You were on the school committee when, when? that budget was cut. When that fiscal year budget I was on the council when, when you cut. came before us. No, when, when oh, we were planning the no, budget you, for that following year, but you it weren't was on the no, council yet. You were on the school And committee. I was going right. on to the council. It was not a Later you did. While yes. I was there. But you were, you were there for the planning of it. And you heard the same things we did. That's right. About, but I wasn't there to vote the on it. the budget being insufficient. So I think, both, <laughs> I think you guys can go back and forth on the school department stuff all day. That'd be great. You, you, yeah. In the end... You both voted at some point to continue to have Judy Scannell as a superintendent when she didn't have her licensure. You can say, well, I only I did extensions. Well, and at some point, he's got you on that. I oh, can't wait disagree a minute, with that even we, a little bit. She was there before we got before on. But you gave her, on, right, right, before, but she and was as extended. as soon as we found out, we acted that's within right, 48 hours, Hello? according to the open meeting law, to yes. get rid of her. That's and right. As soon as they found out, they made the moves to get rid of her. I, mean, I don't know what TV you were watching, but you better tune in, honey. Hey, tune in. She was hired in 2011 on a waiver. And I wasn't living in the That's right, he wasn't. Let's wrap it down a little bit. Go ahead, Joel. She was hired in 2011 on a waiver, knowing that she needed a, she had a year. By Phil Littlefield, right. yes. But then subsequent school committees continued to offer her contract extensions without making sure she fulfilled what she needed to do in the waiver. That's not what happened. No. How, does she, how was she superintendent there, for eight there years? There was one contract extension That's right. when so she, I got on the board. Right. And did you know what was in that contract? 
No, you didn't, that no. was done by the, exactly. done by the I know the salaries exactly. and the benefits were. I read exactly. it. I read it, but we're not the custodians That's of licensure. Fine. We didn't That's have the licensure personnel. information. That's personnel. personnel. Exactly. Did I just hear that right? I want to make sure the people at home heard that right. Once. <laughs> She asked you if you read the if you knew what was in the contract. You said I, no. I read the contract. No, I knew it was in the contract. Okay. I didn't All know right. about the licensure yeah. because that wasn't part of it. We That's right. I had a copy of the contract, obviously. Right. But you didn't have a, a copy of her license. Without saying, but I didn't have a That's copy right. of her license. And according to Mass General laws. Right. That's not our responsibility, exactly. except when we're hiring. Actually, so. yes. actually, just out of full disclosure, I spoke with the head of the Department of Education, Jeff Riley. He's a very good friend of the show, who was actually on this show, and I asked him that question six months ago. I said, is the Department of Ed doing an investigation? Why didn't the Department of Ed put a stop to this? And his answer was, it's up to the local school committees. We don't interfere. So we, we, we can say it's the state, but the state says the, it's you. The state allowed it continuously. Yes. They didn't have that public portal till just a couple of years ago. So <laughs> you didn't have access to that information. Okay. Like now you have access to right. everybody's records, which is, which is a right. great thing. Yeah. But yeah. we didn't so, have that. They're passing the buck. They, we, we were audited every year by the Department of Education. Right. They didn't catch anything. Okay. So back to when we, before Joel. we got completely sidetracked. Joel Fletcher. We Thank you. We <laughs> borrowed the $4 million. So now you guys filed with the ethics board. The superiors filed their report. You, there's also an arbitration set up now, which got pushed back. I don't know. It got pushed back to December 17th, yes. past the election. Whatever. But that's what, what, what I'm doing. No, so. Okay. So, but what happens now at that arbitration hearing if all of a sudden it's found that the superiors were correct and now we owe damages, we owe back pay? We still don't have money. There's no money in the budget. Right. I'm, I'm going to vote to cut the budget in the police department. Yeah. And we're going to cut those positions. I'm going to... I, I won't vote for a budget right. that funds those you're positions gonna, anyway. You're gonna, you're gonna but, but DJ, you can't cut the budget in January. Right? No, so now all of a sudden, all of, if, if the report comes back in December that we're at fault, you can sit here and say, I'm going to cut the budget. You can't already. You, we've already... Yeah. Uh, that's been found. Now, we, if we owe money... Oh, you can you, you can make a you can make immediate cuts if you have to. But how does cutting you know how you does cutting the to budget get the votes to open up the budget? You got right. to we all yeah. right, gotta, which is what I'd propose. <laughs> now it's up to the majority oh, to support oh, well, that. There but you that go, would be but what I would support. Vote. Easier right. said than done, so honey. So, DJ, I have no problem doing it. <laughs> so, DJ, you cut. You don't, and I'm sure others don't. I'm sorry. And maybe wrong. we ought to stop okay. all these these ridiculous monthly trips to Las Vegas and Reno and Why, San who's Francisco going? that the chief of police has been yeah. taking, spending oh. tens of thousands of dollars a month, wasting our money. And is anyone constantly. from the that school department going? That needs to be held for account. No, they're not going to Are these sure? out-of-state conferences. We but they sure used to go to the conventions, DJ. Yeah, they're uh -huh. state conventions. They go down yeah. to, they, they go they to Vegas. They go to Boston. No, they don't. Oh, they did before. Well, they haven't since I've been there. Okay. But I'll tell you, these out-of-state conferences there. have to end, and I'm, that's, that's one right. area where it's cut right away. I'm pretty sure that the out-of-state conferences are paid for we by, need not by grants. Is that not correct? Not always. No, I think, not always. But I think, Any of them no. are. But no, I, think that, I, I have the receipts. I have no. all the receipts. No. Okay. I asked for all that. But that's where, that but if that's, only you had done that on the school committee, we'd be in much better shape, right? But Joel Ferretra here. I did. I voted against every school department budget. Joel Ferretra here. So if what DJ is stating is fact, that's where these audits need to come in. Right. I think we need to start yeah. opening up the books on every department and figure out where the waste is in trim Absolutely. That. Because right now, every department is top heavy. You know, you you know, you bring up the DPW, people bring up the DPW, you know, they've got a building without a roof, but the the feet on the ground, there's nobody there. So you need to look in that department and find out where the waste is. I in a lot of it is overtime. It's you're understaffed. Yeah, because they're away at conferences, so well, you have to pay for overtime. No, I'm talking about we're talking about DPW. No. Yeah. I, like, well, so at least too. But there's there's a lot of waste in the city that people really don't understand, and you see it. I saw it as as, as a member of, of the MAIC, and as the president of a youth group, I see it every day. So we have a stadium that was built, a 4.6 million dollar complex that's the best around this area. What we've done is we had two gentlemen that were there, one retired. So they both work Monday to Friday, seven to three. So instead of when people proposed, well, when you hire another spot, don't make it a seven to three, make it a 12 to eight, maybe Tuesday to Saturday. So now you're, now that, now that facility is staffed when it's actually being used. And nope, we hired another seven to three guy. So what we do is anytime that stadium is being used, we're paying a DPW person overtime to sit there and babysit these groups. The, the facility is, 
overseen by the DPW, is scheduled by the rec department, is mainly used by the school department. Like, that's Methuen in a nutshell. There's so many different finger pointers and everything that goes on, it's hard to get an answer. Right. Then you have that facility where it was, in, when it was voted on, part of the pay off the bond was signage. It is now six years later, there is not one sign there. And every time, if you ask Bill Buckley, who you guys gave him a three-year extension, you know, oh, yeah, that's coming. You know, so everyone in this community feels that economic development is one of the biggest things that we need to see going forward. And then we just renewed our, our lead for three years and not giving the new council or mayor the opportunity to be able to find somebody that they feel that can get the city going back in the right direction. So I'd like to understand, Joyce, I'd like you to explain why you guys decided to vote a three, to give him a three-year extension. Well, because he is bringing in businesses. Um, and the sports facility is great, and I support it 110%. But, um, you know, you're saying this about the signs and stuff. Has someone, have you come before the council and brought that idea up? So in 2015, I sat in a room with the consultant that the mayor brought in at that time, spent $35,000 on a consulting firm. Uh-huh. Another consultant. Yep. You know, like, like you know, instead of using the $50,000 we had left, we, we spent it for a consultant for him to draw up sidewalks on River, so Riverside Drive. I mean, so now, don't so now we the sat- council if, if, if it didn't come to us. No, so, but what I'm, I'm but you, you then... All right, it didn't get to you because what happened was that consultant who just pretty much took $35,000 from Methuen and then left, went, came to the MAIC and said, here's a list of a bunch of people that have a bunch of money in Methuen. And we're like, oh, that's great. All right, so what, what, all right, we get signage. Here's, this is how much this sign will cost. Boom, 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 all the way down to naming and the no clubhouse. One's, no one so saw then what, So then, no. So then what well, happened was... I know, but you people... And you people work so hard for that organization. Right, and then... Why didn't anyone come before us and bring it to our attention? Because... I every, don't even know if I was on... At 2.15, I wasn't on there. So at, so at every time that it's brought up in a, in a meeting with, you know, it's, oh, yeah, we're working on it, we're working on it. But then when, when that first meeting happened with the consultant, we're like, all right, well, where's the money going to go? What's going to go straight to the bond? Well, what about upkeep of the facility? What about putting some of that aside? Nope, straight for the bond. And then we're like, all right, then. You guys have a blast. See, and, and, and you then, can't and then, blame the whole council for that if we're not in on there. But, but, I mean, coming I'm, on to the council, they're not telling me about the sports facility. No, but, but the, it's, it comes under the economic development. And right, you, but you, what I'm saying you were, is you were, on, you were on the committee. You were on the city council when that vote happened. When was this? You said 2015. I wasn't there. When you voted on the approval of Nicholson Stadium, you were one of the votes that approved it, and you knew the seven steps. For the 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 field. Yes. For the field. Right. For the complex, I went against. For some of it. You vote The naming of it. I'm sorry. Right. (laughs) But you were on the council that voted to approve the project. Yes. But when you don't oversee it, that's just like when you're having a house built. It's your house, you're having it built, and you can sit there 24-7, but it's the builder that's going to use the wood, do the nails, or whatever. You have to sit there 24-7 and watch and make sure that he's doing it. Right. So in in the city, it hasn't happened because... And you parents, and you do a heck of a job, let me tell you, if you knew this was going on, how come no one came in front of the council and complained? We've, That's what I'm asking. Yeah, Joel, a simple, yeah. a simple question. Because Why didn't anyone come and say something? Because we're, our viewership as, is through the roof. <laughs> as a volunteer, we are all the time pretty much just but have I, the door slammed in our face when we come up with never, ideas. And never willing. happened when I was there. Slam the door in your face. So you people when, do a hell of a job. My kids all played the sports and all. I would never close right. the door. I was always there to support the sports. Right. My thing is, you don't give up. You come before us and you complain, complain. I'm, say, I'm sorry. No. Something but, else. You don't don't, you can say it again. You can say, come up, come bitch, do whatever you want to say. You can say it. Don't come after the fact like you're telling right. us tonight. But give him a Where chance. the give hell have you been all the <laughs> other uh, I've, days? I've been on that field. <laughs> give him a no, chance. Give I've him been volunteering my time to make and sure those I know, kids so get to you use should, it. You should come before us. DJ's and just be, happy he's not getting yelled at. <laughs> and be, and <laughs> a voice of opinion. DJ, I'm going to give you a chance to answer. I'm going to give a chance to answer. I'm going to give you a chance to answer. I'm going to answer it with something that it's kind of, it sums up. 
what's been going on. So the city council passed an ordinance with seven bullet points how that would be paid for. And there was very little, if no, none follow through by the council to make sure that was done. Something similar it's not just the council that would pay would be the mayor's But something office. similar just came up to the to the city council recently, when it came for the when the CAFO came to the to the city council asking for the one point zero five million for the for the software update. Yeah. And the money was proposed to come out of the grant that was there for city hall. The money had been there for over two years, sitting there with no renovations, and now all of a sudden we're coming two plus years later, and now we're like, well, this building is beautiful. We need to put the money into the building. Why wasn't anyone making sure the money was put into the building when the money came in? That's right. And all we did is then we, you know, once all like, oh yeah, we used it for the elevator. We should probably do something with that money. And then and then when all of a sudden when somebody comes out, well, we could really use this, and now the argument is, well, we need to fix the windows. Well, the windows should have been fixed when that money came in. And this should have, once that grant was accepted, this should have been things in place to make sure that and the issues were addressed right away, not two and plus years And that's not up after. to the council. That's up to your, your sitting mayor. Has that money there, knows what has to be done, and has a blind eye for it. So we, have to move, we have to move on, but I, I, yeah. I, I, we got to give DJ some, some time, and then there's something he said that I want to ask about. Yeah, I'm just, I'm oh. just going to add that this goes to show the importance also of having a reserve account in, exactly. in the city for, for emergencies and upkeep. And, and this, the city needs to be more forward in its planning, and, and they depleted yeah. the reserve account because... Uh, the, the police department was buying sh luxury Chevy Tahoes for the superior officers. And you don't like and, the police too much, no, do you? Ultimately, no, no, my we, father was a police officer. I, I love the, the police, but I like the patrolmen who are out there doing doing a very good job. <laughs> and the patrolmen in Methuen are second to none. They do an excellent job. So then but I don't think we need so many superior officers. I think we need more patrolmen on the streets. That's, that's how I feel. I also don't feel that we need to have luxury Chevy Tahoes. Uh, that that people are driving around. Uh, what's what's the matter with the uh, Ford Escapes uh, or even Ford Explorers, which are much less money? So what happened was that year the reserve account was depleted, and we need to we need to put more money back into that reserve account. We need forward planning. So when things like this come up, we have uh, we have money that we can use to to make these types of internal improvement, and and that means that we can't spend every every penny that comes in. We have to save. We, 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 have to, we have to plan for the future. And we're not doing that in Methuen. We need a master plan. We, 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 we really need to sit down and, and come up with that type of a plan. And part of it is we, it's, it's hard to attract talent, whether it's uh, people with the right backgrounds to the city council or for mayor, because the, the job just doesn't pay. So I've and seen you don't attract the type of talent you need for that. One more minute on this, because right. we got to. Like gotta you mentioned, on. the plan. It has to be a buy-in for everybody because I remember Lynn Vidler in the past has been harped on it for a while, just trying to get a list of actual vehicles that were owned by the city yes. to inventory yeah. it, and we couldn't get that. So I think you it starts from the top down and making sure that every department is held accountable. That's what I said. If the city yeah. council wants that, then they're making and then making sure that information and it start. It, it needs to be a cohesive unit, and right now there's. It splinters everywhere. I want to thank okay. Butter Bings, who has amazing pizza, by the way. I'm, I'm, I'm not really much of a pizza guy because I've eaten so much pizza in my life as a, as a single guy. I'm almost kind of sick of pizza. But uh, I, I actually like the pizza at Butter Bings. Uh, it's excellent. So if you get a chance, go get some uh, some pizza. And what was the other thing that you said that they have that's really good? So uh, they have the white buffalo chicken pizza. White buffalo phenomenal. chicken pizza yeah. you might want to try. Joel Ferretch is very good at recommending <laughs> food. I'll tell you that right now. This I'll, was no accident, Tom. I'm telling you. I worked hard for this. <laughs> I also want to thank uh, Climate Design Systems. If you have an HVAC problem, you need air conditioning, heating, plumbing, they will take care of you. also want to thank Maku Towing, who's a sponsor of the debate. Uh, if your car breaks down or you got to get it over to uh, a mechanic, uh, make sure you call Jason Maku. He's a good guy and he loves the show and he's sponsoring us. And Don Signtech. Uh, if you need a sign for your business, Dawn Signtech will uh, will take care of you. Take a drive up Main Street, North End. She's done every single sign on Main Street, and she did a great job. DJ, you said something during that last discussion, and I want to just kind of come back to a little bit, um, that you're going to cut the police. And you know as much as everybody else when you say, I don't want to cut the patrolmen, I want to cut the superior officers, but you know that the, the, the way that the 
the, the way that that works. If you cut two captains, those captains don't get laid off. They, get, bump, get, they get bumped right. down. No, I understand And then that. a certain number and of I'm lieutenants okay get that. bumped down, and then you have a certain number of patrolmen get laid off. So what you're talking about is laying off patrolmen. I want you to at least justify that, and then I want sure. the rest to turn. So I don't whether they agree with that. Sure, not necessarily, Tom. And I realize they get bumped down, but they would, they would like you said, get bumped down to patrolmen. I think we could, we could use more patrolmen on the streets, and I'm okay with that. would be saving money on the top. Uh, if we bumped them down, we wouldn't be paying the salaries of uh, some of the superior officers. So, uh, you know, that's what I'm saying. I'm not. I'm not talking about uh, getting rid of patrolmen. I want to add patrolmen. I think 71 or 72 patrolmen for the city of Methuen is not enough, given the the issues. That but how face. do you do that if you're going to cut captains? It's going to it's going to end up because now they're going to be working at a patrolman salary. I'm saying we could we could still add patrolmen. Would be saving money, not paying the captain salaries. I think what DJ's saying is where instead of having 24 superiors and 71 patrolmen, if there's a reorganization done after the audit and the audit proves that that needs to be done, then if, you, if you're down from 24 to, say, 18 superiors, now the money you save, now maybe you have, you have 81 or 82. I think what right. needs to be done is that audit, see where the money's being used, you know, see where the money's going, and if it's possible where you save money, if you end up reorganizing, you don't need as many superiors, the money you save then goes back into patrolmen or on the street. I don't think anybody... But the math doesn't work. I mean, if you lay out, if you, if you bump down two captains, that bumps down maybe four or six lieutenants, that then bumps down four or six uh, sergeants, and then you have to, and then you've got to lay off. And then they're going to hit the street. So, Joyce, pull your mic up and then tell us, oh, do, you, do you agree with G, DJ's uh, uh, position here to just get rid of the cops? No. Well, that's not my position. Okay, okay no. well... My thing is, yes, cut the, the money. I don't want to lose police... But if you're going to start cutting from the top, it trickles down, and the, the end guy or girl is going to go because they're going to bump one another all That's the way right. down. It, it, they, they're under contract, and their contract's going to be fulfilled, and you're going to lose police on the end. It's the patrolman that's going to hit the street. That's right. So I don't, think, I don't think anyone's looking to cut, cut the budget. It's reallocating the budget to make sure that the, the resources are used take correctly. But if you the money out, that you've, you are affecting their pay. You are gonna they are going to lose money. There was a reorganization plan put together by, by uh, Councillor McCarty That's and right. Councillor Sabre, and that wouldn't, that wouldn't have laid people off. That would yes, have bumped, sir, it was going to trickle people down. down. Right. And what do you down. think's going to happen to the end guy? It could have it added was on black and patrolmen. Now you're going to add. So if you're going to bump them, now you're going to bring them back? But it obviously depends what we have to work with with the revenue stream. I don't know what's going to happen with the arbitration. If they well, come back it. and they say that's a certain what, thing, you know, we can sit here for today till next week. Right. Until that arbitration is great. done. <laughs> Our ratings until, would be You know, we could sit here and tell the people whatever they want to hear. But when it comes down to black and white and what's going to be done through the arbitration is going to be another factor. So we could sit here all night and say, I don't want to get rid of the police. I want to get rid of the police. It's an arbitration. Let's, and then we're going to have to take it from the arbitrator and then go forward and, and make it a more uh, acceptable uh, proposition or proposal. But to sit here and say we're not going to lose police, that's crazy. We're going to cut uh, $100,000, so we're, how are we going to cut it if no one leaves? Who said cut the budget? No, if we start laying off, you know, people are going to hit the street. But the, a reorganization also, and cutting are two different things. No, if, if, if you have no, because they're going to go through the bumping system. Not necessarily. Oh, yeah, that's I what Joel is saying. It depends on what you do wrong. on the other end. I mean, the fact, the fact remains... If there's that, anybody here that knows... I mean, seriously, I, I wish they'd say something because in a in a uh, office of uh, you can add patrolmen though, Joyce. I yeah, think well, we, we agree on that. You can add patrolmen on the other end if you want them, it, and and pay less for okay. superior if officers. They, okay, they're going to hit the street and bring them back. There's different ways to do a reorganization. I mean, you know that. There's different ways yes. to do a reorganization. But when you're dealing so, with the unions, it would. 
I just think it's a very yeah, touchy. Yeah, but the city council controls the budget. If they eliminate the that's, positions, then the positions true. are no longer there. That's right, they and they hit the stage. But the people are the still <laughs> there. If you eliminate <laughs> the position and Jim Smith, who's a captain, becomes a lieutenant, <laughs> yeah. and Bob Smith, who's a lieutenant, becomes a sergeant, and then Jim Smith, who's a sergeant, becomes a patrolman, and now you've got too many patrolmans to pay. I mean, you get you, and by the way, most of them are still going to have going to get paid that same amount through the end of that first year. So, I mean, I, I think there's some confusion. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, it's possible. I, I'm, I'm a human being, but my understanding from living in a police family my whole life is once you start bumping those people down, right. you inflate the number of patrolmen that you don't have enough money to pay for, and then you have to start laying people off. You know, here's the thing: you have th city of Lawrence, which which you know, Tom. You have 175 patrolmen. You have three captains. In Methuen, you have five captains for 71 patrolmen. It's outrageous. We don't need five captains. And my plan would be they also to have eliminate... A deputy, they also have a deputy chief. To, to eliminate some of those positions. Yeah, they're also much larger communities, mm -hmm. over 100,000 people there. And, and, and we don't know exactly how many because not everybody's registered. As you know, we have a lot of illegals there as well. And they also get well. a lot of state money and federal funding too. Right. So it's not, it's not the citizens and lawmen paying the high taxes you know, to pay for the bills. As much as I want you guys to keep yelling at each other, because <laughs> oh no, we're just talking. <laughs> we're having fun. Um, the, the, much has been made uh, about candidates for council supporting or getting support from member from uh, mayoral candidates, from other candidates for office. And so, I want to give each of you an opportunity to talk about and tell people if you have endorsed a candidate or are supporting a candidate in another race if you have accepted support or an endorsement from a candidate in another race. And, and just please do me a favor, because I, just, I really hate the political speak. Don't, don't say, well, I didn't get an endorsement when someone's supporting you. What, what, what people need to know at home is, who are you aligned with and with the other candidates? Because some candidates are very open about it. Some of them are doing it sneaky behind the scenes. And I think the people need to know who it is, who's supporting you, who you're supporting, and whoever wants to go first. I'll go first. So I've met with both mayoral candidates have discussions. I'm not endorsing one right now. My job is going to be eventually to work with, hopefully, I get the opportunity to work with whoever gets elected. You know, Jen came to my fundraiser and she, she donated $100 to my, to my kickoff. So if that's what you look at, that, that's it. And I've had conversations and, I'm, and I will continue to have conversations with both candidates in not just the mayor race, but at large in other districts. Mm -hmm. I, but when it comes to myself picking one candidate, I say, I'm going with this or that. I'm not prepared to do that. And Right now, I'll make my choice when it comes to voting. I, I still don't know who I'm going to cast that vote for yet. Now, as these debates and as these things come up, and I'll, as it gets closer, I will. But as a candidate, I'm not going to be endorsing. Is there anybody supporting you? Any other candidates supporting you? I, I've, I haven't had anyone come out and say, hey, vote for, you know, hey, vote for Joel Ferretra. I've had, you know, I've had conversations. People like, yeah, I hope you wish you the best. But, no, you know, I haven't received an endorsement. From anybody, Joyce. I haven't publicly received any either, and uh, I served with uh, Jen Canan for uh, you know for many years, and uh, I've uh, you know supported her for chair and whatever, and I have not met with Mr. Pever yet, and uh, hopefully we will, and uh, I don't know him. I just through the campaign, and. Uh, I, I think you have to, uh, you know, weigh issues. And uh, do I think Jen has the experience in that? Yeah, from city council and stuff, yes. This is Mr. Perry's, you know, first time out. And uh, everyone's entitled to uh, a chance, you know. And it's, this is America. No, no, nobody has endorsed you. You haven't supported anybody. No. DJ? No. Um, well, I, I'm not... Uh, I have not been endorsed by either mayoral candidate, and I'm not getting involved with that race because I'm too busy running my own race. Uh, I got my hands full with that. Uh, so I, I respect both candidates, and I'm willing to work with both yeah. of them if I get elected to the council. So uh, I am not, I am not uh, uh, receiving this uh, support as far as I know from, from either one, uh, nor am I endorsing either one. Um, now, having said that, I'm, I'm proud to uh, to have the support of Jordan Normandia, who is uh, who is supporting me. He was in the primary uh, campaign, and uh, I'm proud to have him uh, with me in this race. So, right. I think to follow up on that, Tom, I think both mayoral candidates and other candidates are very open. Like, if you have, as a citizen, if you have questions or concerns, 
don't listen to what myself or anyone else on the stage has to say and don't let that be your influence. Go to the candidate yeah. yourself, talk to them and make your own choice. We shouldn't be we shouldn't be focused on well, this person's endorsed that person, so I'm voting for that. Right. Everyone needs to stop being their own person, do the homework, make right. that choice for yourself and don't worry about who's telling That's you right. who to vote for. So we've got about 10 minutes left, a little bit less than 10 minutes left. Um, I want to give you guys an opportunity to ask each other or ask another candidate a question and just try and keep your answers short. You are watching the time here. We can go a little bit over, uh, Ed, Ed, our fine producer. Yeah. We're okay. At, right, he's good for that. Why not? <laughs> All right. It's fun. So, so whoever far. wants to, you want to ask a question of one of the other candidates, something that maybe hasn't been brought up or something that you think has been neglected or maybe just something that you really want to get out about the other candidate. No, I'll, I'll ask. Okay, I just, <laughs> I'll ask Joe. What would you, um, if you were sitting on the council with all this controversy, what would you have done that would be different than you know what happened? So, I guess we'll, are we going to we're going are we going back to like the 2017 with with all of that? I think it, uh, I think it's I think it, it it's a, just a broader picture. It's I'm being entrusted to do my homework and vote. For what the what the citizens feel it's best. If if the information's not in front of me, I'm not going to make that choice. That you know, I need to. We need to hold each as a council. You need to hold each mm -hmm. other accountable, and you need to make sure those that report to the council are also held accountable in making sure the information is correct. So, if I if something's brought in front of me and the information yeah. is not there, or I feel that it, it doesn't make sense, then I will not proceed. I will I will not vote. I will not support. I will not support anything that comes in front of the mm -hmm. council that doesn't have all the information present to, so we can make that informed decision. Okay. So. Thank you. Yeah. Anybody else have a question for a candidate? We, we might actually finish on time tonight. Nobody has a question for another candidate? Come well, on, I, DJ. I, yeah, I have, a, I have a question for both candidates. Yep. I've, I've taken a, um, a pledge not to support any tax increases uh, for residents or the re residential rate or the commercial rate, which I think both, is, both are far too high, especially the uh, commercial tax rate, which is $28 per thousand when Salem, New Hampshire here is $20 per thousand, and we're trying to bring in businesses and compete. It makes it difficult. So will both the candidates here take a, a no new taxes pledge for residential and commercial tax rates? Absolutely. Right. But, but, you know, but Joyce, you voted to raise those taxes twice in a row. Because we had to pay your school bill. <laughs> no, no, that was before. No. That was so, before. so DJ, I'm going to follow up your question. So, I think we all agree that you can't raise the commercial tax Body rate. Blow. You, you know, I think. Okay, we have yeah. to pay the loan, DJ. So, so, everyone agrees that the commercial tax rate is too high and it needs to be lower. That's fine. Yes. But I think by you, know, you keep bringing up the Salem, New Hampshire, well, it's lower. Drive down 28. Yeah. It's not. It's not. The grass isn't greener here. You can drive by. There's empty storefronts everywhere. So. It's a bigger issue when it comes to storefronts as compared to e-commerce. But I think, DJ, I, your stance is pretty much, I'm gonna, I'll phrase this as my question, Tom, if that's all right. Sure. Your stance, right is, your stance is not spending money on anything. But at some point, you need to invest in order to bring money in. So the way I, the way I understand your, the way you've spoke this last couple of months is, now if it comes up where... We're going to be able to put 15 parking spots where Shardy's used to be. Let's say they put a municipal lot there, but it's going to cost the city $125,000 to do that in order to bring more parking. I understand from everything that you've said, you're, not going, to, you're, you're going to vote no, and you're not going to spend that $125,000. As of right now, that's right. We don't have any money in the reserve account. We need to build up the reserve account. At some point, I agree with you, we, we have to spend but how money do you, to make how money. How do you improve our but, commercial tax base but, if we're not going to make infrastructure you know, improvements in order to attract those businesses in. We, we have to look at the commercial tax rate. We need to look at attracting businesses like the one Tom mentioned earlier about the marijuana dispensaries wanting okay. to come in. So, I mean, we, 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 we're putting all kinds of roadblocks in, in right. place for these types of businesses. We need to remove the regulations. We need to remove the roadblocks. Right. So, those are, all right, so those let's, are let's, remove, let's remove the regulations. Let's say the Historical Society allows somebody to kind of do a little more renovations on the old Ronston's liquor store that's in, in, Hampstead, in Hampshire Street. But now, if you're a business, we've lowered the tax rate to bring you in, but now all of a sudden you can't bring anything in there because there's no place for you to park. So it, 
there's multiple parts. It's, it's not as easy as just say, we're going to cut the tax rate, then everybody's going to come flooding in. We have to make infrastructure right. and changes in-house in order to track those as well. And well, here, sometimes you have to spend money to make money. Well, here's you some, can't just sit back and expect somebody to just hand it to us. Sure, here's some things. And I agree with you, but you have to be smart about it. You have to be smart and you have to be strategic. Here's some things we should have done. We should have a hiring freeze on any and all new positions in the city. That would save money. We should eliminate the longevity uh, and sick time buyback for new employees. We've done that on the school department side and negotiating the contracts on the school department side the last year and a half. We negotiated those benefits right out of the contracts. We need to do that on the city side. We need to address the retiree health insurance contributions, which are costing the city over a million dollars a year, really an unfunded liability. Um, you, you look at what the current workers are paying in Methuen, the current employees are paying 62% of your, uh, uh, the, the city is paying 62% of the employee health care costs, but yet the city is paying 80% of the retiree health care costs. We have to cap that. The, the retirees shouldn't be getting the be a better benefit than the current employees. We need to look at these things. We need to create an ordinance that requires 10 years service uh, in the city before you can retire with, it, with the health insurance benefits uh, because most communities do that. Methuen doesn't. So you can come in and work in Methuen from another community for three years and retire on Methuen's dime getting Methuen's uh, health insurance benefit. Um, s snow removal hasn't been sent out to bid in over five years, and we haven't looked to see if we can we can cut expenses there. So there's a lot of areas that the city council has not looked at uh, to possibly cut expenses and then do the type of future planning that you're talking about and build up the reserve account. These are the things we need to be doing. All right, um, we have uh, let's do. We have about five minutes left. I want to thank Butter Bing's. Um, I also want to thank uh, Climate Design Systems. I'm doing this from memory because it's not on my screen. Uh, Maku Towing and Dawn's Sign Tech, and we'll give them another free plug at the end of the show. It's not free, actually. They paid for it. Um, closing statements. This is your chance to, um, once again, tell people who you are, why among all the candidates, including Jim McCarty, who's not here, they should vote for you instead of the other candidates. Everyone has two votes, right? But some people bullet vote. And a bullet vote is when right. you just vote for that vote right. for one, it's right. like giving somebody two votes, right? Um, so give give the people at home like one last snapshot as to who you are, what your priority is uh, if you win, uh, what you're gonna do when you hit the ground running, and whoever wants to go first. I will, okay. All right. I want <laughs> I um I want to thank Tom for uh, hosting this uh, this evening. Well, you're welcome. And um, also uh, to the listeners out there and the voters, I've uh, been uh, representing you for several years now, and I do much honesty and pride. And your input to these um, questions and uh, problems that are facing our community, uh, I want you to know... It, it's your problem is my problem, and I promise my pledge to you is I will uh, voice your concerns and your um, ideas uh, with, to the best of my ability, and I, have, and I promise that I will not uh, be swayed by the uh, special interest groups. My uh, pledge is to you, the citizens of Methuen, in the residents of Methuen, uh, that I will do my utmost uh, best to represent you with honor, honesty, and respect, and that I am open for any uh, conversation and suggestions. Uh, anytime, you can reach me uh, on my home phone or through the council office, but your concerns are my concerns, and I pledge to you to I represent you honestly and respectfully. Thank you. So, thank you, Tom, our sponsors. Joel Ferretra. Yeah, and DJ and, and Joyce, thank you. It did get pretty heated up here, but in the end, there, you, know, you have people that care about this city and are looking to do the right things. We're not going to agree on how things have went, but ultimately, the reason why all these candidates are here because they're looking for what's best for Methuen. So now what we all need to do as citizens is do our homework, reach out to these candidates and find out who, who, who represents us the best. I'm not afraid to make those tough choices. I don't have those connections where I feel like I need to answer to anybody. Where in the past you can feel like that when push came to shove, other candidates that are running in this race 
changed their votes or decided not to go along with something because of advice they got outside of that outside of that chamber. So I'm hoping come November 5th that everybody can see who the independent candidates are and that I can earn your vote on November 5th. Any questions? I'm having a, a campaign rally tonight at Ray Rocks on Pelham Street at 7 o'clock, so please feel free to come by or go to joelfromethuen.com and reach out. I'll be glad to meet with anybody and, and um, listen to your questions and concerns. So thank you. Wrapping up the debate, DJ yeah. Deeb. Dennis, DJ Deeb. This is two DJs. We want to make sure that we yeah. distinguish between the two. Um, thank you again, Tom, for, for hosting. Um, and thank you to the sponsors. Thank you to the listeners. Uh, also, thank you to Joyce for your many years of service and, and for being here this evening. And uh, Joel, I think you have a lot to offer as a first-time candidate. Um, and I want to thank, thank everyone for being here and being part of this. I think this is a very important dialogue and a very important debate that we're having. Um, my name is DJ Deeb. I'm asking for one of your two votes on Election Day on Tuesday, November 5th. Uh, when I say no conf conflicts, I mean I have no relatives working for the city and I have no conflicts of interest voting on contracts. I think this is essential in getting our city back on track. If you elect me, I promise to ensure fiscal responsibility, to revamp city contracts, to, to negotiate out unfunded future liabilities like sick leave buyback and longevity for new employees, and to work to lower tax rates to help struggling residents and attract new businesses to our city. I will always put the taxpayers first. Uh, please visit my website, djdeeb.com, for more information about my candidacy. And please vote DJ Deeb on Tuesday, November 5th. DJ Deeb, Joel Ferretra, Joyce Campagnon, they are running for the Central District City Council race. Two people will be elected. Uh, Jim McCarty is also in that race. Um, I want to thank Climate Design Systems, who has not just sponsored this debate, nice but they're sponsoring nice. all of our debates, and we appreciate Nina uh, Lapoli and everybody over at Climate Design Systems and the ad agency that we're working with. Butter Bing's, great pizza, great uh, chicken. What is it? Chicken steak. I didn't even know how to Bar say it. Barbecue chicken barbecue cheese. chicken cheese steak. It was amazing. It was amazing. And I'm probably going to grab one on my way home. Also, Don Seintech, Mark Hutoing. Also, a free plug to Harrow's Pies in Methuen. Um, Very, that was great. We do we do a TMF family dinner for the homeless every Wednesday night at 2 South Broadway in Lawrence. Last night, uh, the guys at Harrow's Pies showed up with 60 pies, 60 chicken pies for the homeless. And let me tell you, I was there. They loved it. They were all going back for seconds. Usually they don't do that, but they were all going back for seconds. And that probably cost them a lot of money, and we really appreciate them. So we want to give them a free plug. I'm also going to give them a free ad in the next Valley Patriot because they were very generous to do that. The next week, next week on the 17th, we have the West End City Council candidates. The following week, we will have the at-large City Council candidates from Methuen. And then on October 31st, it's going to be Neil Perry versus... Uh, Jen Kinnan here. They are both running for mayor. They both survived the primary. Hopefully it will be as spirited as this debate was tonight. <laughs> Hopefully they yell at each other a little bit to get our, our viewership up. Our, our sponsors really like that. Ed Sullivan, thank you very much. Our fine, fine producer. <laughs> Studio audience, you guys were very quiet, but very great. Thank you. Give, give you guys a round of applause. They're not usually this quiet. And I also want to thank, on our way out, Dave Garofalo here at Two Guys Smoke Shop. We are podcasting every week from now, from now on actually, at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, high atop Two Guys Smoke Shop. My name is Tom Duggan. This is the Paying Attention Podcast, and we will see you next week. Tom, thank you. Good job. Thank you. Thank you. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.